0: Good afternoon Endicott College, my
1: name is Shannon And I'm Megan, and you're listening to Flick Chicks on EC Radio at Endicott College After a brief delay last week due due to a sudden power outage We're back on this cloudy Friday to talk all about the future Specifically, the movies and TV we are
0: most excited
1: for near the end of
0: 2019 We're also back with our pop culture update Including drama in the music and movie world Featuring Stanley Tucci Yay, Stanley Tucci (laughs)
1: And lastly, we'll hear from Shannon, giving us a review on Midsummer. Firstly, let's go to Megan with This Week in Pop Culture. Alright, it's been a pretty dramatic week in pop culture, specifically in the music world. So earlier this week, Selena Gomez released a new song called Lose You to Love Me, and people are going crazy about it, mainly because the song is about Justin Bieber. You know, were were you a
0: believer back in the day, Shannon? And I was a directioner.
1: Oh, all the yeah. way, all the way. <laughs> See, I was not a believer either. I can't say I cared much for Justin. Um, but you know, they had a strong thing going.
0: They did. Even as someone who wasn't a believer, I was very well aware of their fling.
1: Exactly. And apparently they didn't break up technically until early twenty eighteen, which I had no idea about. But, yeah, so the drama is Selena releases a song about Justin, which is a little awkward in any case. And Justin Bieber's wife, Haley Baldwin, or Hailey Bieber, um, apparently posted on her Instagram story um, a picture of her listening to a song called I'll Kill You. Oh, my and God. And people theorized that that was at Selena. Um, you know, drama. That's and crazy. And so Selena Gomez responded saying quote I am so grateful for the response of the song however I will not stand for women tearing other women down end quote so that was interesting yeah um but you know after that Haley uh Haley Bieber said like or she didn't say anything but people were like oh I don't think that that's actually what she meant to do and apparently she liked selena's instagram post so that fixes everything okay
0: yeah so people are making drama where there necessarily might not be drama
1: exactly so selena also released another song called look at her now so we're seeing that she's you know getting over some some past emotional trauma with music which is always good we love it music is a gateway we love it we love it so now we're gonna we're gonna talk about harry styles again I'm so sorry, but I actually am not sorry at all. At all. So, Harry Styles, you know, he's been doing a lot of weird stuff lately. So
0: He's very cryptic lately.
1: Exactly. So, a couple weeks ago, as you know if you listened a couple weeks ago, or if you just know, Harry Styles released Lights Up, his new single. And so, recently, he tweeted a cryptic message saying, quote, Kiwi walked so watermelon sugar could run, end quote. So, if you don't know, Kiwi is a very popular Harry Styles song, which personally, I think, slaps so hard. Yeah. So good. So good. It's really good. And so, Watermelon Sugar? I
0: I don't love that name. You don't? No. See, I'm kind of into it. I mean... What this is saying that Kiwi was his like big single, like that was the biggest single on the album. So is this saying Watermelon Sugar is going to be his newest? It's going to be the best, yeah. Okay. See, it's a bold statement to make, but I
1: trust Harry.
0: And I like the fruit theme he's doing. Me too.
1: I'm very excited for this album. Uh, no one knows when it's going to drop yet. Yeah. But I'm pretty hype about it.
0: I have all my faith in him. I'm all in. I trust him
1: always. I'm sure Watermelon
0: Sugar will be (laughs) good.
1: Yeah. And another another thing that Harry tweeted recently was a picture of um some sticky notes with his name and the date November 16th and the quote or in the tweet said um something like SNL double duty. Mm-hmm. So November 16th Harry Styles will be on Saturday Night Live not only as the host but as the musical guest as well. Yes. So
0: what do you think? Is he going to release his music? That would be exciting if he didn't release it till, like, the day of the SNL performance. That would, that would be, be exciting.
1: exciting. He'll probably perform Lights Up, but there's always the chance that Just he'll something else blow us away. What, what day was that? November 16th. Okay, so soon. So that's... Yeah, that's a few weeks away. Okay. That's a, that's that a makes Saturday. Sense. That makes oh, sense. Oh, obviously. It's Saturday, night, Saturday night, night Good for me. Anyway, let's move on. Kanye released his newest album, Jesus is King. Um, It's a gospel rap album It is It's very religious Yeah it is And people are kind of confused about it Uh, But they're also loving it
0: I mean if you followed Kanye recently He's been doing a lot of religious stuff with Sunday service And all of his merch themed around religion So it's not like this came out completely out of left field But it's still It's still
1: a little odd To
0: just his music fans It's kind of like where did this come
1: from Uh, We listened to a couple of songs And they were pretty interesting one of my favorites is closed on sunday uh featuring the line uh closed on sunday you're my chick-fil-a i think that's
0: really empowering
1: yeah i I do too i agree it's a it's a really moving
0: line um any high school seniors looking for a quote that might be it (laughs) put that in your yearbook
1: yeah so kanye i don't know it's interesting i can't say i'm a huge kanye fan If only we had a Kanye expert. Well, the
0: Kanye fans have even not really been Kanye fans lately, because I know (laughs) a few of them were really mad, because a few weeks ago he said he was going to release Jesus is King, and then he didn't without any notice, and Kim had to tweet and kind of clean up his mess. Ugh, typical Kanye. Typical Kanye. Classic. But people are loving the album, so... Well, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah. So, let's get away from music a little bit. Let's get into some more more, uh, Hollywood drama. We'll start off on a good note first. So there has been news of a new film called Supernova featuring Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci as a married couple. Oh, it's a like
0: they're dating? Yes. Oh they're married. They're wow. married
1: for twenty years. Huh. And the movie is about so Stanley Tucci's character was diagnosed with early onset dementia and hmm. so the two go on a road trip across England. And then there's obviously some drama, because, you know, it's a movie, some conflict. What do you think about that?
0: I, hmm. Well, both those actors are my kings. I
1: Iconic. I mean, Stanley Tucci has been in a bajillion movies.
0: This is gonna be Oscar bait for sure. I hope it
1: is. Like seeing
0: the premise and seeing the names signed on. Yeah, it's Oscar bait I mean, for sure. I just
1: happened to find the Twitter moment about this and was like, "What?" Yeah, because the names stick out to me, and I was like, "There's this is just so like out of left field," but I'm excited. I'm about very
0: it. excited about this.
1: Colin Firth can never disappoint.
0: He never lets me down. All of his no. movie choices, their choices. He's always just a great romantic lead,
1: no matter yeah. who it's with. Mamma so. Mia. Ugh, oh, Mamma such- Mia, Bridget Jones Diary. Oh, yeah. Kingsman. Iconic. Kingsman, yes. Uh oh, shout out Taryn Edgerton. <laughs> so, now let's get into more drama. So, as we all know, uh, the new Joker movie was released earlier this year. And apparently, Jared Leto is not happy. Surprise, surprise. Not happy, all capital letters, he is upset. So... <laughs> here's the thing. So Jared Leto was the Joker in Suicide Squad, and he already had some complaints. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard the theories that he, or not the theories, they were even confirmed, the, the extremes that he went to to get into the character of the Joker. So we kind of know he's a little off the rails. Just well, a, little a little
0: unhinged, bit. A yeah, little
1: unhinged. Yeah. In my opinion, a little unhinged. Yeah. So apparently there is a, a, a theory that leto went to warner brothers and tried to stop the making of joker starring joaquin phoenix because apparently he was confused because he thought that he was going to be the joker and they kind (laughs) of curved him a little bit um so yeah so he was very upset about that he wanted to be the joker but on the on the good side The Joker movie surpassed Deadpool in earnings in the box office. That's a big feat. So, you know, Jared Leto's unhappy, but
0: Joaquin Phoenix is doing pretty well. Ryan Reynolds sent out a salty tweet about that one. Yeah. (laughs) You know
1: what? That's a classic Ryan Reynolds movie.
0: I see where Jared Leto's coming from, because I guess I would also be kind of a a little upset if like I was playing a character and they recast me.
1: Yeah. But he
0: can't pretend like he didn't see the criticism online after Suicide Squad. Yeah,
1: Jared Leto is just i don't know i understand method acting but that's just a
0: lot and it feels a little weird after what happened with the last joker that he oh yeah himself so fully into it knowing what happened last time there's so much drama with joker in batman movies yeah yeah. it's
1: just really i don't know i think he's just being a little petty i think so too (laughs) so um some more drama so this unfolded earlier in the month um, so Jeremy Renner's wife, um, whose name I am suddenly forgetting. Um, give me a moment. His wife. Oh, God. There's some real drama in this yeah, one. Yeah, this is a, a good one. So bear with me. I'm so sorry. Jeremy Renner is quite the Oh, it's, it's the Sunny, Sunny Pacheco. Okay? So Jeremy Renner's wife, Sonny Pacheco, made claims earlier this month that... Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye, in the Marvel franchise, threatened to kill his wife and himself and has a drug addiction, a drug yeah. problem. So those are some some Hefty big claims. claims.
0: Hefty claims. Big and claims. he has children that could be affected by that.
1: So. Yes. And so um, now they're in this huge custody battle for their daughter. And so more recently, Renner has come out and said that his wife is a liar. None of it is true. He was cleared by um like social services stuff like that like he hasn't done any of these things but yeah so what do you
0: think shannon most of the internet kind of stands on the side of his wife and they're saying that jeremy renner is a danger to society <laughs> basically which is kind of bad press for him because he has the new disney or he did i don't know if they even are going to do it anymore but he had a new disney show coming out he that did? was going to be about hawkeye Oh, but I don't know. <laughs> That's an L. Disney's very careful about their brand, like more than any other brand, I would say. Yeah. So They would. I wouldn't be surprised if they put the axe and, to that.
1: Yeah, I I think I remember seeing a tweet that was like, "Oh, maybe they should have gotten rid of Hawkeye in the last Avengers movie." <laughs> yeah,
0: because now I mean, they have to deal with that. In
1: my opinion, Jeremy Runner's always been a little suspicious. Yes. Yeah, there's something
0: about him that yeah. just. Rubbed me the wrong way. There was this whole uh, the Jeremy Renner app fiasco. Yeah, Shannon, recently. can you explain the Jeremy Renner? Of course, app? happily. So Jeremy Renner created an app that was somewhat like Instagram, but only Jeremy Renner content. <laughs> so fans could post about Jeremy Renner um and jeremy renner's post would appear on the instagram account and you could like and pay money to have your comment appear higher up so he would see it and respond to it (laughs) but people started posing as real life murder victims on (gasps) the app so he had to take it down oh
1: my god
0: yeah they would (laughs) pretend to be someone who got murdered like post like from that profile and, and like, what
1: would they post just, just like, like we love you Jeremy Renner? like if
0: it was someone who like murdered their kids they'd post like just like miss my kids like on <gasps> the like that's so awful yeah so he but had to shut it the down the most
1: shocking factor is that people actually paid money to get this it,
0: it was like a lot of money like <laughs> that to get ungodly. gold ungodly yeah
1: See Jeremy Renner, I just I don't know how I feel
0: anymore. I mean, I feel like, and then he had the whole neo neo Nazi movie he did. Oh yeah, yeah. See, there's just a <laughs> lot of questionable content there in his past. I'm yeah. sorry,
1: Marvel stands, but I just can't do it anymore.
0: I think most Marvel stands, even after this wife thing, are kind of yeah. That's back. pretty rough. Yeah.
1: So the last point we're gonna make on on a happier note is uh, the final season of BoJack Horseman is arriving soon. Is it happy
0: though? Is it happy? (laughs) Am I going to feel happy after watching it? Probably not. I mean, that's always
1: the question. The Sad Horse Show. So, The Sad Horse Show, (laughs) the uh, first part of the last season is released today. Mm -hmm. And the second part is released on January 31st. Very special day. Shannon's birthday. That's my
0: birthday. Thank you, BoJack producers, (laughs) for releasing it on that day. So,. I've watched some of BoJack. Not
1: all of it. I'm a failure. (laughs) Shannon has watched all of it? I've watched all of it. I'm a very avid fan of... So, as our BoJack expert, uh, what are
0: your thoughts? Well, I'm actually very excited because the last season, spoiler if you're not caught up, uh, ended with BoJack checking himself into a rehab facility. So, oh, good for Bojack. this season is going to be about him fixing himself, hopefully, which I would hope to see.
1: Yeah, that would be a good conclusion.
0: But Mr. Peanut Butter, our resident happy character in the show, is going through some stuff. So <gasps> I'm nervous. Mr. Peanut Butter, No. Yeah. I'm very interested to see. The trailer looked very interesting. So I'm curious to see what they do with mm. it.
1: Maybe I'll have to get back into that. Yeah, for sure. It's so hard in, in college, <laughs> that content grind. Oh, yeah. I'll get back into it, though. So, that's Bojack.
0: All right. And that's our pop culture update. Let's move on to this week's topic, which is 2019's last movie hurrahs. Movie and TV. Yes, movie and TV. Uh-huh. So
1: we're going to go through uh, November and December and then a little into 2020 talking about what's coming up and what we're excited and a little nervous for. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there's there's a lot coming out. Uh, will it be good? Let's see. Yeah. Let's talk about it.
1: Um. So the first movie we have is... Knives Out. Yes. Uh, coming out November 27th. Um, so this is a star-studded film. Uh, if you've
0: been to a movie theater in any of the past, like, months, you have seen a trailer yeah, for like, Knives Out. Honestly,
1: like, the past, like, two, three months. Yeah. We've been seeing trailers for a long time. Yeah.
0: And I've heard a lot of uh, buzz already that this is going to be an Oscar bait movie. Like it's going to be.
1: I mean, how could it not be? Let's with the let's cast. go through the this list of stars. Oh, yes. it has a ninety
0: nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now.
1: Ninety nine. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. So this is coming out. I think I mentioned this before. November twenty seventh. Um, so Chris Evans, Catherine Langford. If you f- have forgotten the um, Tana from Thirteen yeah. Reasons Why. Uh, Daniel Craig uh, Tony Collette Jamie Lee Curtis Michael Shannon Don Johnson and the list goes on. There's it's such an amazing cast. S- yeah. So many. Um, so the movie itself looks kind of like
0: the game Clue. It does. Um, it's a, m- a murder
1: mystery but very campy.
0: It it seems like it's gonna be kind of like murder on the Orient Express but probably better. Yeah because that didn't get it didn't do reviews. very well. Yeah, But um it, it looks very good. I'm excited. I know. I'm quite excited. Some of the comedy in the trailer, I'm not. I wasn't a huge fan of. Yeah, like, but that that could also be like a trailer thing. Thing, yeah. The tra- but the trailer is very well made. Also, yeah. So. There's,
1: I mean, a big range of actors, young and old. Someone to cater to
0: everyone. Yeah, and I don't really know what it's about. Like, I <laughs> yeah. know the premise, but I like that going into a movie when I'm the trailer doesn't give too much away. Yeah,
1: that's always a good a good thing. Yeah,
0: I'm very excited to see that that's out on november 27th
1: yes so the next movie we have is the king which is a netflix original starring timothy chalamet our king
0: how (laughs) fitting our
1: king so that's coming out november 1st um now i can't say i know i understand much about this movie um it's medieval
0: obviously there's a king um, is it a Netflix original? Do we know? I'm pretty sure it is. My um, qualm with Netflix originals is they've been aiming for a lot of content oh, like this. Like they had um, Robert
1: Pattinson is also in this movie, along with um, Lily Rose Depp, who is Timothy Chalamet's girlfriend. She's in it? Yes, she was. Oh, is. wow. Um, let's I
0: don't see. know how I feel
1: about that. Yeah, I Is mean, she going to
0: play like a love interest?
1: Oh, definitely. So this movie is about young King Henry V. Um, if anyone knows anything about that, I certainly don't. All I know is Timothy has an interesting haircut and he looks very,
0: very good. Yeah, he looks a little dirty. <laughs> looks, looks, a little scruffy, to what you'd expect. But what can we expect from the medieval times? Yeah,
1: but I think it has some pretty good reviews. Yeah.
0: Um, Robert Pattinson seventy oh, percent. He's tomatoes. been heating up his uh, movie career. Oh,
1: Robert, Robert
0: Pattinson, our new Batman. Yeah, and The Lighthouse, which was just out, oh. or it's still out now, and it's getting like really good reviews interesting. So I'm very excited to see what he has to deliver. He's kind of pulled himself out of the Twilight. Uh, <laughs> I'm hole. glad it took him a while. Him but... and him and uh, Kristen, they're getting out of there. She's in. Yeah,
1: yeah Kristen Stewart, Char- uh, Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels. Yeah. So.
0: So yeah, I um... must say I'm excited to see. Although I can't, I watched Outlaw, Outlaw King, the other one that Netflix did that was like. Oh medieval. right. Wasn't too huge of a fan of that, so I'm hoping yeah. this kind of goes in a more. Interesting direction.
1: Yeah, they're definitely trying to cater to the teens with Timothy. Yeah. yeah. But. So our last movie we have for November is Noel, starring mm. our man Bill Hader, and Anna Kendrick. Um, this is a Christmas movie yes. coming out November twelfth. <laughs> interesting um,
0: choice, but you love so to see
1: it. This is a Disney picture.
0: Yeah, it's going to be on very interesting. App. I
1: think the they must have somehow predicted
0: that Bill Hader was going to blow up. because
1: they See, Disney definitely has some like psychics working for them. Like, yeah. oh, yes, and they have like the crystal ball, and they're like, oh, Bill Hader.
0: <laughs> Mr. Hader will rise to great fame, and they go, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, they go,
1: that guy from SNL? <laughs> Stefan? Are you sure? <laughs> they're like, that's what I'm getting, yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Sure. So I'm let's not.
1: make a Christmas movie with him. Yeah. So are they going to be romantic no, interest? No, their brother
0: sister. Oh, okay, that's relieving. So the plot is that Anna is the younger sister of Bill who is in, uh, he's enthroned to become Santa after their father. Oh! And so he's, he's getting ready, but then Bill goes missing. No! Bill. So Anna has to kind of step up. Wow,
1: I wasn't yeah. ready for that plot line. <laughs> I was not ready for it's that. It's gonna be
0: interesting.
1: See, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see Bill in this role because, I mean... It was a very different role for him. It was yeah. very like commercial, um, and but I mean he could still swear in it. Still a very comedic role, but now this is Disney. Disney.
0: Although, let's give it to Bill Hader. He has been in a lot of Disney movies, even though if it is just a voice actor. Yeah, he has been. He's done a lot. He of did voice Inside acting, Out. So he was a uh, fear. I believe, <laughs> so. I'm I'm interested. I'm excited. See, I think Bill Hader's at the point where he's just you know he's gonna do a few movies that his daughters can watch and like oh, I respect yeah, that. There's
1: not much that he's done that his daughters can see. Yeah, yeah. I love that for him. So our last few um, things in November, we've got Queer Eye. We're in Japan,
0: which I had no idea about this until we looked into Me it. Me
1: neither. I had no idea. So Queer Eye is apparently doing this special in Japan. Yeah. Um, and this is being released. November... 1st, I believe. 1st. Yeah, 1st. So, I mean, what is this going to bring? So, the Fab Five brings the message of self-care and compassion to Japanese men and women while exploring the country's rich culture
0: and cuisine. Oh, wow. That the- I got that from google i'm sure that's gonna be very interesting i'm excited because well, they did the episode before where they went they went somewhere else i don't exactly remember where they went but they traveled somewhere so they do a few of these travel ones
1: see and i'm glad that it's a whole season it's gonna be a very different is it a whole season or is it just a few episodes i'm not sure so i it says here there's one and two so there might just be two
0: but i'd still love to see it
1: yeah i mean and it's it's a whole different experience it's a different culture yeah so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Because, I mean, they're a very diverse group, but they're still all, I mean, none except of them for are Tan, oh, are tan, all yeah. uh, American.
0: None so, of them are Japanese. None of them so are Japanese, so... It's going to be interesting. I wonder if they're going to get some uh, criticism for that.
1: Sure. But I- I'm sh- I'm positive that they'll, you know, they'll pull have some good growth, good character arcs. Yeah. And it'll be touching, and I'll probably cry. <laughs> Absolutely. So, our last November release is Seth Meyers' new stand-up comedy special, Lobby Baby. Uh, How are you feeling about that, Shannon?
0: I, you know, speaking of Stefan, Seth Meyers, uh, he's never disappointed me. No, never. He's just a working man. He's a great writer, which is why... Yeah, he's a great host. Yeah, it's... I think he hasn't really gotten the chance to showcase his comedy.
1: Yeah, I feel like he's over uh overshadowed oftentimes especially like in the interviews i've seen him in with other comedians he's usually a little more in the background
0: i i know seth um initially starting at snl he was going to be an actor and be in a few skits but he's a not a great actor like (laughs) self-proclaimed so he decided to just be a writer but it's interesting because comedy is an acting so I'm yeah. very interested to see how it translates.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see like what his his kind of formula is. Yeah. Like how physical he is with his comedy and stuff like that. He's a local boy too.
0: He's uh lived that. in New Hampshire for some
1: time. We so. always love a local comedian. Yeah. So many of them are from around here. It's beautiful. I will support Lobby Baby. Me too. <laughs> so let's move on to December. Let's start with our most like anticipated release yes overall in 2019 little women coming out december 25th we've talked about it before christmas day christmas day it's a star-studded cast our man timothy chalamet once again sarah sharonin um meryl streep laura dern florence Pugh. florence Pugh. um and i don't know it's That's just pretty so, much so it, many but. people it's going to be so good.
0: And the reviews have just rolled out, the freshest reviews. They and have. Good news. It's good news, everyone. Yeah. Uh, Florence
1: Pugh has been really um, seen as an outstanding performance. Yeah. As Amy. Her and
0: Saoirse. Who
1: yes, plays of course Saoirse. Saoirse, Which one? Saoirse plays um, Joe.
0: Okay, yeah, Sersha is. Oh, Joe. Oh, Emma Watson. We forgot to mention Emma Watson. Oh, Emma. She's playing uh, Mary. Is that her name? I haven't seen that much oh, praise about her, though. See, yeah, I expected that. Yeah, I think uh, Emma Watson. She's a great actress, but the cast is of so many fresh faces that it's hard not to. Meg,
1: not Mary. Yeah, Meg. Excuse me. (laughs) Forgot my little. You read the book too. (laughs) I did read the book and it was so good. I highly recommend it. Um, I'm. I can. I'm excited. The trailer looks great. I know. I, I mean, as soon as the trailer dropped and those pictures were released of Timothy and Saoirse, I my world was changed. If you haven't seen the trailer or those pictures
0: definitely look them up yes they just look so good it's time for saoirse to get her oscar too i know i'm waiting she deserves it oh they're so good i'm hoping this is her opportunity
1: now on on an entirely different scale a release we're not really anticipating just mildly intrigued by cats december 20th (laughs) i'm gonna tell you right now that i nothing against cats but i hate it so much
0: I am a neutral party I kind of like some of the music from cats I think the I, plot's kind of interesting I just
1: think it's so ridiculous but that <laughs> might
0: make for good con I mean I'm so sorry but I kind of appreciate that they took that and ran with it like they really put oh, CGI yeah. faces I mean, on cat bodies. cats a
1: musical you know it's so popular you know my opinion means nothing but this movie a lot of people are so confused the, the yeah. CGI is so frightening.
0: But I think the aspect of it that people forget is cats initially is so weird. Like, it's yeah. people... Would you rather people in cats costumes? Like, that would get hate, yes. too. So. I, I mean, yeah, it's going to get hate no matter what because yeah. it's cats. Yeah. Um, But they have some talent. Working on the. Yeah,
1: this is also star studded. James Corden, Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. uh, Judy Dench. Is yes. she in it? But
0: the lead is actually a. Uh, it's like her debut film. Of She's course. She's a ballet dancer. Oh, this
1: is going to be an Oscar grab. Yeah, for sure. Which for sure. is gross, but you know.
0: The fine. music, the soundtrack will probably be Oscar nominated. Oh, there's going to be so many <sighs> cats jokes, and it's going to be so irritating. Yeah. I'd stay off Twitter uh, December 20th unless you want to yeah. be bombarded. Um. So our our last movie
1: release for December is 1917, which I don't know much about this movie. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is in this film. Yes. Um, and it is about World War One.
0: Uh,
1: coming out December 25th once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shannon, what can
0: you tell me about this movie? I can tell you. I've seen the trailer once or twice in theaters. It looks quite kind of interesting. Although i I will say war movies have been a little overdone in the past uh, Ooh, i'm looking at the cast now and i'm a bit more intrigued the,
1: the cast is intriguing We've got richard madden of game of thrones fame mm-hmm. and also andrew scott who was in fleabag recently oh. as the hot priest so that's a little interesting like, like,
0: yeah the cast is certainly intriguing my interest uh you know, I th- I know a lot about World War One after seeing all the content. More World War Two, I would say, because World War Two has been the yeah.
1: There hasn't been a lot of World War One content, so we'll see how acclaimed this is. Yeah, interesting. So, so our but last... that also comes out on Christmas. Yes. Okay. So our last December release. Very very excited. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel season three. I could not be more excited about this. I I watched the trailer just yesterday, and I am blown away. Rachel Brosnahan is a queen. She is fantastic. She is a woman. I... Oh, this show has been Emmy-nominated, won Emmys. It's just so
0: amazing. amazing. That's... Um, it's just... Uh, the cinematography and the trailer alone, like... I know.
1: It's just so detailed, so thought out. If you don't know, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is an Amazon Prime original show about a woman named uh, Midge Maisel, mm-hmm. who becomes a comedian in the late 50s. Yes. Which is, you know, drama because women can't be comedians in the fifties. And she was a housewife, and she She just was a housewife, but uh, you know, there's some drama with her husband, and all of a sudden, she's living this new life. It is just so well made. If you, if that any of that piques your interest, or even if it doesn't, just go check out the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I highly recommend this. Yes. It. It's so funny.
0: I think this season will also be good because they're taking it to a different setting.
1: Yes, and so. we can't forget how. Like, amazing. Uh, the season two Catskills episodes were the best were, of the
0: season, in my were opinion. Were
1: incredible. So, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yes. So, let's wrap up our topic with some 2020 uh, movie releases. Real quick Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out in June. I don't know much about this. Uh, Gal Gadot, of course, is reprising her role as Wonder Woman. Chris Pine will be in it. Which is interesting because he died. Cause
0: he, in the yeah, last spoiler movie. alert. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry. Pra-
1: Chris Pine did not make it to the end of Wonder Woman, and then there, uh, who is gonna be the villain? There is someone. Let's see. Let me do my research. I didn't write this down. Kristen Wiig. Oh, Is yes. playing the villain. Yeah. In, in this in the sequel, which is very interesting.
0: I mean, a theme we've seen in a lot of these upcoming things is SNL. Uh, cast dries up they're you got really Kristen yeah uh, Seth Bill, Bill. oh I, I'm so
1: excited yeah um second and also coming out in June In the Heights the movie for all my theater fans <laughs> um In the Heights is a Broadway musical and now becoming a movie yes. Lin-Manuel Miranda will not be reprising his role as Usnavi unfortunately very upsetting but I have high hopes I'm very excited yes I can't wait for that for that Oh, I don't
0: know. It, I'm so it could... Uh, I, I'm hoping it's going to be good, but sometimes movie musicals are a sometimes little... Sometimes they tank. But I, so. I have hope. I have faith. But it's
1: it's Lin-Manuel. He's prob- I I'm trust him. I'm pretty sure he's working on it anyway. So. Yes. Uh, so in October, uh, exactly a year from now, we've got The Witches, which is um, a movie being adapted from the Royal Doll book, The Witches. I don't know if you've ever read that in elementary school, that terrifying book about yeah. that little boy who... Meets all the witches with all the gloves, and they're all scary and stuff. Anne Hathaway's gonna be in this, which isn't. Anne Hathaway's been kind of blowing up though. She's been she in a lot has because she's been in Modern Love, yeah. The um, new Amazon, Prime, Amazon series. Prime series, very good. I think that'll be good. I'm excited. That really brings me back. Yeah. Um. And so then our last two, we've got we just gotta point out uh, the new James Bond film, No Time to Die, with our man Rami Malek as the villain. Uh, We talked about Rami Malek last week, week, um, because he shared a tender moment with Daniel (laughs) Craig,
0: who plays James Bond. I hope to see that chemistry transfer over into the film.
1: I'm excited. I'm anticipating that in 2020. I hope it comes out well. And then lastly, we've got uh, Doolittle, which is starring Robert Downey Jr. as Dr. Doolittle in 19th Century London. And this is also a star-studded cast. That seems to be the the theme. We've got Tom Holland, Selena Gomez etc i yeah. forget any more people but
0: <laughs> there are a lot of celebrities if you just look up doolittle and you pull it up you will recognize like every face and they're
1: all gonna be animals which is so oh, and funny. robbie malik will also be in oh, it robbie malik is He's in playing it. a gorilla that's so, so funny i'm very interested to see i'm excited for robert downey jr after his marvel stint i think this will be a good uh dip back into hollywood i heard there might
0: also be a musical aspect to it so <gasps> stop. i am anticipating That's so that.
1: exciting all right so that was our topic that was a little long-winded but these are things that you can look forward to as well um so to wrap up our show let's go to shannon with her review of midsummer
0: all right so midsummer let's give some background details it's an a24 film a24 is a studio that's really been blowing up recently it was kind of indie but now it's really popping off uh directed by ari aster who also directed hereditary which i uh Reviewed last time you were yes, here. last reviewed uh, movie. Very uh, spooky. Screenplay was also by Ari Aster. Uh, and I saw a comment on Letterboxd that said, I'm glad Ari Aster never uh, went to therapy. And I must say, <laughs> I am also glad. <laughs> That's so funny. Because his movies are Incredible. very disturbing. It was released July 3rd, 2019, this year. Uh, box office was 4- $41.1 million. Uh, and the budget was only 8 to $10 So they made a big profit. Wow, that's shocking. Yeah. And the run time is 2 hours 18 minutes. Not terrible. Well, a little long. A, a little lengthy. Uh, and then the Rotten Tomatoes is 86.
1: Not terrible. Solid. Good for a uh, horror See, movie. it's actually surprising that the Rotten Tomatoes is 86 because the amount of hype that I heard about this movie was, was ridiculous. It's
0: a lot higher rated on uh, fan-run websites like oh, Letterboxd yeah. and like Reddit. It's, it's audience. Big, yeah. Audience review. So... The actors, we have Florence Pugh. Uh, she's the soon to be star of Little Women, as we discussed. Uh, she played the role of Danny. Uh, she was also in the film Fighting with My Family, if anyone saw she that. She was? She's the main character, yeah. No way! Yeah, she that looks just entirely blew different. My mind. She got a blonde hairdo. She's looking different. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, Jack Rayner, he plays Christian. Will Poulter of Maze Runner fame and We Are the he- Millers. He plays Mark. Uh, William Jackson Harper, he's from The Good Place. He plays Josh. Cheedy, cheaty. Cheedy, and uh, Wilhelm Blomgren, he plays Pele. So, the plot—it's—it's uh, it's a little complicated. It's kind of similar to Hereditary, where you're not really ever sure what the plot really is. <laughs> yeah, it's convoluted. But um, basically, after experiencing a traumatic event, a uh, college student, Danny Arter, decides to accompany her, her boyfriend, Christian Hugh hughes on and his friends on a trip to sweden the group attends the midsummer festival of Pele's commune which josh plans to write his thesis about however the group's initially exciting experience in sweden soon goes awry when the combination of a drugged haze a strange cult and an unnatural culture all combine into one terrifying vacation amen yes okay so i'm gonna break it down into some categories the cinematography is by far the most uh, impressive aspect of the film. Definitely. I think the color pastel- palette of pastels and florals was very consistent throughout the whole film, and you don't usually see that in horror films. It's usually yeah. dark, and you're not really sure what's going it's on. It's so beautiful, and it's, it's, which makes it all the more creepy. It's a really unique take on horror cinematography, uh, and it gives, it offers a lot of opportunities for imagery you don't usually see in horror movies because it's such a different setting, but it really pays off, I would say. Uh, and it's conflicting to the mind because the shots are so beautiful, but there's just something so unnerving at them at the same time. So a lot of the way the f- film was shot makes you feel like you're in the situations. Like, oh, yeah. specifically, there's a scene where they're all dancing, and the way that is shot makes you feel like you are also in the circle dancing. So, like we said, it uses light instead of dark, like traditional horror movies, so the scares don't come from something hiding in the dark, so you don't really have to fear a lot of jump scares. Everything is very blatant and very disturbing. It's a lot of mental uh, scares, and I think the shots and effects used really portray how the characters are feeling without blatantly having to explain it like a lot of horror movies do have to do. So, actors, alongside cinematography, the cast of this film really makes it a masterpiece after seeing Florence Pugh in the film fighting with my family I knew she was a phenomenal actress but this film really shows her diversity in her range as an actress because it's such a different character from the one yeah. she played in fighting with my family There,
1: there is something so like chilling about her screams throughout the movie
0: yeah those are pretty iconic she just yells so loud it's so frightening and i think this film similar to her hereditary has a lot of iconic moments that will make it a staple in horror movie culture yeah, for a long time definitely images that you won't forget and i think florence you know her star power and the way she portrays her character development is really unbelievable because as you watch the movie it's like danny completely changes as a person yeah like the girl you see at the end is
1: like how she makes danny not quite likable either that yeah. seems to be a theme in A24 movies flawed is that
0: protagonists. yeah
1: all the characters are somewhat flawed so they're not really your favorite but you still kind of have to root for them anyway
0: and it makes it more realistic when you watch some horror movies you're like oh well, I wouldn't do this but like you probably would yeah and like it makes it more believable so um I think the way as you said the way Florence portrays human emotions is like insane it's it's crazy like her and Tony Collette like did anguish they, so well. Yeah. They absolutely. really killed it. Um the ensemble cast is equally as strong. Will Poulter stands out uh to me at playing the character of like the stereotype of the fool or the joker of the group. It like perfectly blends the comedy with the horror. Definitely. Cuz you'll be super on edge and then he just drops a joke and you're like, "Oh, okay."
1: See, yeah, that was another thing I
0: really enjoyed was a lot of the comedy felt very realistic. Yeah. And uh along the lines of storytelling, I think Ari Aster's strength is definitely his storytelling in his movies. Definitely. He has very fantastic visual storytelling. If you notice in the very beginning of the movie, there's a mural, and that mural tells the story of the whole film.
1: Yeah, that and that's something that happened in Hereditary as well. There's yes. words written on the walls that gave you uh, hints into what was going to happen in the future. But, like... You know, they can give you the whole movie in one shot and you still don't even really
0: know. Yeah, you don't think about it because you're like, oh, what is that? So many movies provide you with these unnecessary details. I only got
1: half of the the mural when I saw it. I was like, oh, so is this going to happen? And then
0: some of it did, but I kind of like forgot about it. Yeah, you kind of forget. And then it's just it's kind of a blink and you miss it kind of thing with his uh, storytelling. Small details matter so much. Uh, And then his storytelling can be more blatant, like he uses a a mural later on that kind of explains a whole other plot, and as the plot unfolds, you know subconsciously that this is what's going to happen, so little details make so much more sense, and the greater implications of them are really noticeable. So I think, uh, above all else, this movie was definitely an immersive visual experience. Definitely. It was just nice to look at while also being extremely unnerving at the same time. The visual effects were very impressive. Uh it feels as though as the viewer you're also in a drug induced haze. Definitely. Especially on the scenes having to do with the May Queen.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of moments where you would look at certain objects and see them moving and pulsing and you're like, What's going on? And it's so subtle because like not even the protagonist is noticing these things. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like
0: you. Exactly. And it's it's little things like faces in the trees, like flowers pulsating like Megan said and that kind of it makes you second guess if what you're seeing is what you're actually seeing or if you're like genuinely losing your mind watching the movie and a lot of imagery with nature coming alive as we talked about uh but I also think along with the cinematography the sound design is incredible the audio is so clear oh,
1: yeah For, right from the start I mean it hereditary had the same vibe of like it's so silent, so that mm-hmm. every noise is meaningful. Exactly, and that's another reason why the um, the beautiful cinematography is so unnerving. Because you're looking at like these beautiful people dancing around in a beautiful location, but in the back there's that really haunting music that yeah. just builds your tension. You know something bad's gonna happen.
0: Especially in there's a scene where um, the protagonist Danny is dancing, and the only audio is her labored breaths. Oh, that
1: happened a lot throughout the movie. Yeah. So it really made you, uh... On edge. On, yeah, on the edge of your seat. And a lot of the gore, too, was, was sound-based. extreme, based, yeah.
0: So gross. So, um, rolling into some critic complaints of the movie, there was a lot of ADR, which is uh, automa- automated dialogue replacement, um, the process of re-recording dialogue by the original actor, it was kind of noticeable like if a lot of times will Poulter's character had a lot of it if he's turned around they like kind of clearly changed the audio or they overlap Ooh, the audio i did
1: not notice that yeah
0: it's it's noticeable when you watch it looking for it but yeah. you know as a casual viewer you might not even notice it um there were some pacing issues the movie drags at some points. yeah i agree i at, mean the shots are beautiful but sometimes i was like okay let's get, I get on with it, it. As did *Hereditary*. I think that's one of yeah. Ari Aster's. Um, I wouldn't say it's a flaw because it's definitely intentional.
1: Yeah, I think with *Hereditary*, it was it definitely grew. It built my tension, whereas in *Midsummer*, I was a little bit like,
0: "Okay, when's something scary gonna happen?" Exactly. So, uh, but I think um, one of the main concerns of critics was that it was open ended/up to interpretation but what? I yeah, a lot of well, I guess it was I more casual disagree. viewers. They were kind of like what like after the movie ended, they were kind of confused cuz they didn't That's you know, so stupid. It. Yeah, I know. I think that
1: is a stupid complaint. I mean, it it ended like it was supposed to end. I mean, it's a a 9-day ceremony yeah. in Sweden and the 9 days were up and the the ritual was attended to and it was over.
0: I think, if anything, this... Like, the plot was pretty clear. Like, clearer than most horror movies. I don't
1: know what they would have wanted to see from Danny at the end. I think that was the best way to leave her.
0: I think... You know, at the end of Hereditary, um, someone explains everything that happened, like, at the very end. Like... Uh, an older woman walks up to Alex and tells him, "This is what happened, and this is what the cold oh, is." Oh, yeah. Like I think people were kind of expecting that, but you don't really but get. But you explanation.
1: don't need that. I think in Hereditary it was a lot more, more confusing. subtle. Yeah, there was a lot of strings there, whereas yeah. Midsummer was pretty basic. They explained throughout the movie what was what going was on. on, and not to mention they did explain at the end, uh, like at where it was like the ceremony scene mm. without spoiling it. They someone explains what That's true. supposed to happen so
0: I thought it was pretty uh self-explanatory. I saw um someone say online that uh you know Aster took a really big risk because this is more of an art house film for sure and Definitely. releasing it to a wide audience like in theaters is a big risk because you don't know what they're gonna expect of it but a lot of people clearly when see it because the box office smashed so
1: yeah I thought a lot of people really loved it I heard so much hype about this movie
0: yeah in the grand scheme of the film I really think the criticisms are forgivable yeah definitely so um the final thing I want to talk about is the fear factor which is one of the more important factors of a horror movie obviously the gore is kind of gratuitous but it's important to the tone of the movie
1: yeah so I think the gore wasn't so much there was a large quantity of it but that the quality of it was was intense. intense yeah so the the gory scenes were especially frightening and that goes back to the the what we've talked about about scenes that stick with you
0: from hereditary yeah
1: like there were some scenes in midsummer that i was like oh my god i do not want to see this
0: yeah uh the imagery is genuinely horrifying i think imagery is one of the strongest parts of the his movies yes um it made me feel emotion so vividly like in the scene specifically I won't spoil it but there's a group of girls screaming and crying and I felt like I wanted to scream and cry with them that was a
1: definitely definitely a uh important scene yeah
0: like I felt the anguish and like the empathy as a viewer and like I felt like I was like in that group it was really intense It was almost
1: relatable in a way which is so funny because it's not a relatable situation (laughs) but like when you and your gal pals get together and Cry a little, yeah, you know. You cry in
0: your friend's <laughs> attic at a sleepover. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I think that you know it's relatable because it shows the overlying message of the importance of sharing grief, which I think in yeah. um, Ari Aster's films a lot of the like, a lot of the themes might come off as very intense and unrelatable at first, but underlying actually
1: of it. very relatable. That's a very good point. Yeah. Because Hereditary is kind of like that too. I mean, it talks about mental illness a lot, In Midsummer hints at mental illness but it's really about grief yes and the loss of people in your life and but just in a crazy situation
0: yeah uh, hereditary is kind of the situation of when you like are detaching yourself from your family and midsummer is you're attaching yourself to a family dynamic so they're yeah. opposites in that way but uh, I think they both delivered the same punch because after viewing the film midsummer I remember sitting like staring at the wall just feeling very unnerved like yeah
1: definitely I like I just watched the movie today and I went to lunch after and kind of was sitting there like that was so weird like what did I just yeah. watch
0: it's not scary in the sense that because we're not gonna go to Sweden and like no do it but it's scary in the sense where it just feels like you were in it and you like came out of the yeah. experience the shots were definitely a big factor in that yeah and I think a strength of this movie is definitely it doesn't really use any paranormal or monster terror. Yeah, nothing scarier than some plain old humans doing human stuff. And that's what we saw in Hereditary, too, which I think is such a strength of his work. I love Ari Aster's style of horror, and I think it's really refreshing because it's so specific and niche and new. I think Hereditary and uh, Midsommar are great examples, and I would love to see more of his work in the future. And I would just say, like, as a final, like, thought, one of my favorite things he does is he doesn't abuse the R rating like a lot of horror movies do. Yeah, most people
1: do that. Yeah. It was all definitely for a purpose.
0: It was all used, like, as the right agent. Yeah. You know? So I would say overall, I would rate it 4.5 stars out of 5. Definitely. What would you say? Yeah, I would agree. I think,
1: um, I, I didn't love it as much as hereditary because hereditary just left me feeling like a husk of a human yeah but this movie was definitely has a lot of merit it was very good very clean um I think my one
0: complaint is just the pacing but yeah, yeah. I think overall see I'm the opposite I prefer midsummer over hereditary but Ooh, <laughs> yeah, drama drama in the room but I think overall they're both great movies can't wait to see more of his work in the future
1: definitely A 24 horrors. Is- really it's up there for me now
0: all right so as we wrap up this podcast tune in next week when we discuss what everyone's been waiting for halloween we'll be here friday at two thirty on ec radio we're the flick chicks and we hope you have a great night take it away frankie